episode 15 of the Book of Basketball 2.0 podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by State Farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Once upon a time, the Pacers could have taken Steve Alford. Instead, they took Reggie Miller, and the rest was history. That was unpredictable. Talk to a State Farm agent and get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. You know, like drafting somebody who lasted a couple years in the league versus drafting somebody who lasted 18. Get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Talk to a State Farm agent today. And if you love basketball, don't forget to check out the Ringer NBA show, JJ Reddick's podcast, Vince Carter's podcast. Against All Odds with Cousin Sal is going to be heating up with NBA stuff and a whole bunch more. That is all on the Ringer Podcast Network. Coming up, the Hall of Fame Pyramid resume for the one, the only, Reggie Miller. It's going to be me and Shea Serrano from the Ringer. My name is Bill Simmons. This is the Book of Basketball. Here's what I need from an NBA superstar. Sell tickets, generate interest locally and nationally, single-handedly guarantee an average supporting cast 45 to 50 wins, and potentially be the best player on a finals team if the other pieces are in place. That sound okay to you, Shay? That sounds fantastic. In 2019, only six current stars qualify as superstars. Giannis, Durant, Harden, Curry, Kawhi, LeBron. That's all this. Then it drops a level to the almost but not quite superstar. Dame. Jokic, Embiid, George, Anthony Davis, then drops to the elite guys, Kemba, Clay Thompson, Draymond, so on. Quality players who need quality teammates to thrive. And if they don't have that help, they're heading to the lottery. You know what we call those people, Shay? All-stars. <laughs> all right, you're not going to like this part. That's what Reggie Miller was. He was See, an all-star who occasionally and memorably could impersonate a superstar on a big stage. He played for a whopping 18 seasons. His prime coincided with an unusually weak stretch of talent. Amazingly, never made a first-team All-NBA. Never made a second-team All-NBA. Just three third teams, that's it. Five All-Star teams. At no point was he considered one of the NBA's top 10 players for any season. Did you know that? I did know that, and I disagree with all of the things that you're saying right Okay, now. I'm going to keep going. His reputation as a fantastic playoff guy, slightly overblown. Pacers bounced from round one in his first four postseason trips during a 94 playoffs run memorialized to my friend Dan Kors' 30 for 30 winning time. Everyone remembers the Spike Lee stuff. I know you love that stuff. Loved it. Wrote about it a lot. Mm -hmm. Everyone forgets Reggie's two for 10 in the second half of game seven and Reggie airballing a potential game winning 20 footer in that game seven. He no showed game seven in the 95 Eastern finals and Orlando won by 21. I'm going to come around on Reggie. Hold on. He only averaged 17 (laughs) a game when the 98 Pacers nearly took down MJ. In the 99 Easter final, shot 36% for the favored Pacers, got badly outplayed by Allen Houston in the game six. If I told you Indiana was nine and 15 in elimination games and three and five in deciding game fives or game sevens during Reggie's career, you would be a little surprised, right? I thought they were undefeated. <laughs> All right, so why would we be surprised? Now here's where it flips. It's because Reggie's flair for the moment trumped Everyone else from his era, except Michael Jordan. When he was clutch, 
He was all caps clutch. Historically good three-point bomber and free throw shooter. He could absolutely be the crunch time scorer in a top five team. That's the biggest reason Indiana made five conference finals in seven years. It's pretty good. Top four team five times in seven years. Fucking great. He battled Michael Jordan like nobody else in the 90s. The legend even took a swipe at Reggie. Mm -hmm. They threw a real punch at him. Uh, And the officials treated Reggie like a superstar. Um, Nobody received more ridiculous calls than him from the (laughs) mid-90s on. So either the refs really enjoyed watching him or David Stern made the desperate order after Jordan's baseball sabbatical. We need more superstars. Reggie Miller will now get every call. All right, so how can we celebrate someone who played 36 minutes a night, gave you C-plus defense, and put up 21-3-3? Seems on paper not great, right? Shouldn't it matter that he couldn't create shots for anyone else, that he couldn't consistently beat good defenders off the dribble, that Pacers sprinted him around a series of picks, almost like a mouse going through a maze to spring him for open looks. You're getting uncomfortable. Everyone else tailored their games to help Reggie succeed. Can you win a title that way? Obviously not. Um, Flip that around. Did he ever play with a superior Pacer in his prime? No. Did he need to ask too much from him in close games? Probably. But the thing is, all caps Reggie always believed he would come through. He made enough game winners that NBA TV actually ran a Reggie mini marathon in 2005. I'm sure you watched it. I did. He pretty much saved professional basketball in Indiana, which is why every Hoosier loves him so much. Does that make him a superstar? No. I don't even think he was necessarily as good as Ray Allen. Jesus. But. What's happening right now? But. Carried himself like a superstar, and eventually we believed it too. So when I wrote my NBA book in 2009, I called him the most overrated NBA superstar of the past 30 years. Too harsh. I never saw the three-point boom coming. I never imagined Reggie was ahead of his time. These days, everyone wants a Reggie Miller. So couldn't you see Reggie, the 1995 version, jacking up 11 threes a game in 2019 and averaging 27 a night? You know what? That version of Reggie actually would be a superstar. The lesson here is it's too bad we can't find 1995 Reggie Miller, a time machine. Shea Serrano, your thoughts? My my first thought is this is the most I've ever wanted to fight somebody in my life. <laughs> first of all, that's my main, my main thought. Um, this is not what I was told we were coming here to do. I thought we were coming here to like high five and hug and like. It's talk. a celebration, but I that just. That did not sound like a celebration. <laughs> That did not sound even 1% like a celebration. That sounded like when you get dressed to go out and then Laramie or your wife is like, is that what you're wearing? Like, you're going to wear that shirt? And then you change the shirt. She's like, but you're going to wear those pants? And then you change your pants. You're going to wear those shoes? And are you not going to shave? I have a whole new outfit. Whole new outfit. That's That's what you're doing to me right now. Do you think Reggie Miller was a superstar in your opinion? Absolutely. Okay, make the case. All right. I have a, a whole bunch of stuff for you here. Let's the, hear it. You, you wanted to throw out some stats. I'm going to give you some stats here. Reggie Miller, the first, you like all caps, all caps efficient player. Before it was cool, Reggie Miller was an efficient player. Right. <clears throat> Led the NBA in three-pointers made twice. Only Steph and Ray Allen have done it more times. Yeah. And this is... Steph after, okay, yeah, we're going to shoot. His superior reality. A ton, a ton, <laughs> a ton <laughs> of threes. Reggie was top five in three-pointers made 11 times. No one else has done it more more than nine times. That was Ray Allen. Yeah. Next after Ray is Steph and Clay. They've done it six times. Reggie was top 10 in three-pointers made 15 times. 
Next most is Ray. And then Dell Ellis also did it 11 times. Reggie led the NBA in free throw percentage five times. He's one of the greats. Only Bill Sharman and Rick Barry have done it more times. Bill Sharman. Bill Sharman seven times. Reggie was top 10 in free throw percentage 14 times. Reggie's 121.5 offensive rating is the second best in NBA history. So I saw that. I was trying to figure it out because DeAndre Jordan was fourth. And I didn't know if we just throw the stat away at that point. You throw the stat away if you if you're using like including somebody like DeAndre Jordan because he doesn't have the same usage right. rate that that somebody like Reggie does. Second place is Chris Paul, who plays like in a much more offensive based era. Hmm. Reggie led the NBA in offensive rating three times. Reggie was top five in offensive rating eleven times. That's the most in NBA history. Reggie was top ten in offensive rating fourteen times. Reggie was top five in true, excuse me, Reggie was top five in true shooting percentage 10 times. Yep, that one, that's a good one. Tied for the most in NBA that history. One. Oh, that's, I the, had that that's one the one that you pick? No, I supported that one. And he wrote the forward for your book, which I think matters. He wrote the forward for my book. He was top 10 in true shooting percentage 15 times. Well above everybody else. Kareem is second. All right, so let's, let's analyze that for one split second. That just tells me a good shot selection. It right? tells me he's a good shooter. That's and a good shooter. Yeah. I mean, that's important. But you a think superstar like, gets good shots and makes shots. He took, it was funny looking at his three-point stats because you would have thought what you had in your head, he was like, oh, that guy must have taken like 10 a game. And then it's he like 4.1 three-pointers three a game in 1995 or whatever. This is what's crazy about all of these stats because he's like at the top of all of the three-point stuff. Like only Ray Allen eventually made more. Right. He's still in second place. And this is when... I'm going to give you a few players who have averaged more three-point attempts in a season than Reggie ever did. Blake Griffin, more three-pointers than Reggie ever did. Kevin Love, more three-pointers than That's Reggie. Ridiculous. Russell Westbrook, both Tim Hardaways, more three-pointers than Reggie ever averaged in a season, and he's still up there. Would you see the stat when he retired? Mm -hmm. He'd made 800-plus more threes than anyone else ever. Ever. And 83 more in the postseason. But now that's, that record's going to go because we're going to have the Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, Clay Thompson generation oh, yeah. is going to just annihilate it. But Absolutely. they also take 10 a game. Mm -hmm. He was taking five. He was taking five. How about this one? This is where Reggie ranks during his NBA career from 1988 to 2005 and across the whole NBA during, yeah. this, during this stretch. Is this the Shea Serrano rankings or a real ranking? This is like the real rankings. This is off of basketballreference.com. Okay. What I did is I hit up my guy, Mike, my guy, Mike, a basketball reference. Oh. And I was like, give oh, me the so ammunition. Got help. Give me the ammunition I need. I was ready. You called in a crew like I in called... Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> I see we've all met. He's he's my version of the rock. Like <laughs> I just hit him up and he, he's ready to go. 1988 to 2005. Win shares across the whole NBA. Reggie Miller's ranked fifth. It's pretty good. Offensive rating, he's ranked fourth. True shooting percentage, he's tied for first. Points, just overall points, he's third. Three-pointers, he's first. Value over replacement player, he's eighth. Like, these are superstar numbers. These, yeah. are, these are not not superstar numbers. What about when he averaged 21, 3, and 3 for like 11 straight years? That's okay. The pace was off mm -hmm. in the 90s, mm -hmm. way slower, culminating way in, the, slower. in the late 90s when we're having playoff games. And in the, really, all the way through 04, 05 when you're having playoff games and it's like a 72 to 70 final. Yeah, there was one that Knicks scored 68 points. Yeah. I went that's to a, a, that's a half today. I went to a Celtics Pistons playoff game in 2002 and the final score was 66-64. Mm -hmm. That was a real thing yeah, that happened. That's the thing. That is now like 5 minutes left in the second quarter of yeah. some of these games. <laughs> Let's go through the rest of the resume for Reggie really quickly. Please do. Um 18 years, 11 quality, 5 All-Stars. He played 80 plus games 10 times. 
He's a member of the 25K Point Club, which matters. 24th. Uh, 24th all-time. He had two 50-40-90 seasons, which I think back in the day is pretty impressive. Uh, three third-team All-NBAs. Led the, you did all the other stuff. His three-year peak, 22-3-3. Two-year playoff peak, 24-3-2. Um, but 42% threes from three, 33 games. Playoffs for his career... 20.6 points, 89% free throws. Um, when he retired pre-2011, first in threes, first in playoff threes, ninth all-time free throw percentage, and he made 800 plus more threes than ever. Whenever. Now, second in threes, sixth in playoff threes, 12th in free throw, 10th in true shooting, and you mentioned the offensive rating, second all-time. That's crazy when they're scoring 70 points a game and he's still... He's still doing all of this. The basketball reference page, one of the things that's kind of startling was the 18 seasons. Yeah, he's, he was in it a while. Yeah, you because I remember the generation before him, Havlicek played 16 seasons. That seemed like a lot. Mm -hmm. Or it was two generations before him. Then Kareem plays 20 seasons. Right. It's like, holy shit, Kareem's an alien. What ha what's happening? Mm -hmm. Reggie plays 18, but this is still a lot earlier than the whole what we have now where it's conceivable LeBron can play 25 seasons right where we still don't have the same kind of conditioning it's more physical back in Reggie's day um, his last season so his career his basketball reference page it's it's just dropping the way it should drop when you get old mm -hmm. he's going from like 19 a game to 16 and a half to 12.6 oh four season he's 10 a game he's a supporting guy now in this team that wins 61 mm -hmm. games then they have the melee the next year mm-hmm He's back up to 15 points a game his last season. He, knows he jumps almost five points a game. His, his stats and stuff were down, but uh, I was impressed by that. Um, it's like you said, like he understands the moment. I think I think he understands the moment better than anybody we've ever seen. Maybe not as great as Jordan. But do you think, because this happens with basketball, uh -huh. and it's, I think Kobe, our least favorite player combined, yes. the one we agree on the most. Yes. Kobe, they they tend to show the replays of the shots he made and the huge threes, but everybody forgets all the shots he missed mm -hmm. and the fact that he took the biggest shot of the game every single time. Right. And there was that piece, what was that, five years ago? Somebody at ESPN wrote, was it Henry Abbott? Henry wrote that. About uh, how he wasn't clutch. Yeah, he's actually not clutch. Like he just terrible. takes a shitload of shots. Right. And, and the Laker fans freaked out. Yeah. Um, and in this case, I think because Reggie's two greatest playoff moments happen against the Knicks on the biggest stage, mm -hmm. MSG, mm -hmm. the last great Knicks run, mm -hmm. Spike Lee, mm -hmm. no Jordan those two years, basically. Right. Jordan comes back the second year, but they get bounced. But it just felt bigger because of what happened. He actually had other big moments, like the Orlando series in 95. There was a great Nets series in 02, but that wasn't an MSG. That wasn't against the Knicks. Spike Lee wasn't there. And those two Knicks series... Definitely blew up the legend, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to have that on your resume. You need that series. The more of those that you have, obviously, the better. Um, doing it on that stage against that team at that time when everybody is paying attention now because Michael's out and it's like somebody's going to win the and title. And people think the Knicks are going to win Michael. in 94. Yes. Yeah. They assume the Knicks are the champ. And then Reggie's like, no, actually, I'm going to make some threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that flip this around. Yeah. Um, the 2002 series, I remember, I watched that one in college. And that's when that's when we hit that 40-footer. Yeah. Like, it was after the buzzer. We didn't have the, There was no instant. Uh, I mean, not instant, but there was no. 
That was one of the reasons I think yeah. they ended up having it. They, they yeah. showed it afterward, and you're like, that's clearly in his hands. Yeah. But he still made it. And then in overtime, he had the dunk. Yep. And they go to double overtime. Like, Reggie's got a, a bunch of those besides the Knicks game. We've got the game winner over Jordan in, yep. game, four, in game four when he shoves them. The Pacers win that game, they lose the series. The 35 that he put up in game four of the 2000 finals when Kobe hurt his ankle. Right. Uh, that's it, that's one of my favorite 21st century games. Yeah, absolutely. Co- Shaq fouls out. Mm-hmm. Kobe Kobe takes over. That's that was Kobe, Kobe. That was moment. Kobe's big moment. Yeah, right there. That's when you're buying Kobe stock. When he did that, you're like, fuck. Yeah. The next 10 years are gonna suck. Right. If well, I'm that was one of the great family. things with Reggie that I think is in his favor is when he was going against guys like MJ and Kobe, he did carry himself he like he never was back down. Right. Never. Which back matters. Down. This this to me is what like I think that's what really drew me in. To Reggie. Reggie is the first basketball player I ever loved. Like, I love Reggie unconditionally. That's why, as you mentioned, I asked him to write the forward for the book. He was the first guy I thought of. He was the first guy Not I a started spur? To, to reach out. Not a spur. This Did, was, you never really clicked with David Robinson. No, no, no. I mean, I appreciate him. You appreciate him. him. It never really happened for you guys. Listen, David is one of the, like, David is one of the superhumans. Like, you watch the NBA and you're like, oh, David Robinson, LeBron James, yeah, Russell Westbrook. One of the great athletes like, ever. You watch him and you go, I, I could never identify with that. But I watch Reggie, and he's not that. Reggie is, like, not necessarily hobbling around, but he had, like, the hip issue when he was a kid that sort of stayed with him all through. Like, he's—you could see he's working hard to do everything he's doing. He's never going to beat the, those guys, but he's never going to not try to beat those guys. And that, to me, just just drew me in. I, I read that. I read what I wrote about him 10 years ago under the context of everything we know now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm— I, I got that slightly wrong. I kept some of that in the thing I read at the top, but I don't think I appreciate enough or gave enough credit in the book I wrote to his ability to be like, all right, Jordan, then Kobe. These are the two guys I need to worry about. And Iverson to some degree too. Mm -hmm. I'm on their level. Mm -hmm. Even if statistically it doesn't seem like it, I carry myself like I'm on their level. My fans believe I'm on their level. That's all you need. Yeah, so it's it's almost like he's like the guy in the nightclub that's not the biggest guy, but still feels like he could beat it. He's Vin Diesel, basically. Sometimes you sometimes you're going to win those fights if you have that guy. I remember when I was coaching football one year, and our team was really really good. We had a really like we had a, a big quarterback who would sometimes go out to wide receiver. Yeah, and we played another team who we were we were supposed to just trounce them. They were like two and five by the time we played them. We're maybe six and one. And we got out there, and they had a kid on their team. He was a tiny guy. He was maybe 5'2", but he was barking at everybody. He ha- he was wearing a cutoff shirt to, like, yep. to like show his six-pack. He's a 13-year-old. He's wearing a cutoff shirt to show his six-pack and just sort of stalking around the field. By the end of the game, everybody was terrified of him. Our big receiver didn't want to go across the field anymore against this guy. Every time we lined him up out there, that little kid would go and like guard our best guy and eventually just shut him down. Like That's who Reggie was. He was going to give it to you. Well, and, I remember in, so I was going to college at Holy Cross in the early 90s. Okay. The 91 playoffs, Larry Bird's hurt. We have this really good Celtics team. They were like 35 and five. And then Bird got hurt. He's wearing a back brace. Play the Pacers in round one. Pacers had done jack shit. They'd done nothing. Reggie had been in the league four years at that point. And it's basically him and Chuck Person and right. Dead Left rifle man. They go off in this series. They and it seemed like they shot like a hundred threes a game, and then I looked up and it was like they average. They, <laughs> they were like four. ten threes combined, but it <laughs> felt like a million. And it's just those two, and they had a ton of swagger. And Person had twenty six in the series. He's pushing Bird around and barking with him, and Reggie's doing his thing. 
And they almost beat us. And it led to Bird's last great moment, which was game five, bangs his head in the floor. Right. You've seen it on NBA TV mm -hmm. many times. Comes back out and then starts making plays, hitting shots. But Person and Miller were, were you know, this is the Boston no, Garden. Right. It was the big three. Larry Bailey was like, who the fuck are these guys? Why do they think they could beat us? That's And that was, I think, the biggest series of his career. Because I think that led to everything that happened. That, yeah. And that's what pulls you in about somebody like Reggie. I mean... This was his big, his first big playoff series that was like everybody was talking about was a 94 one against the Knicks. Right. So at that time, I'm 13 years old. I Maybe I started watching Reggie a year before then. We didn't have cable at the house. Uh, I could only watch like the NBA on NBC, like Sunday game or whatever. And I saw him on one of those. And before all I'd been exposed to was really was the Spurs, right? We had David yeah. at that point. So David was like the center of the team. Everybody's going to do what David does, who's just like, extremely Christian basketball player. Like, that's who he would wear. I'm never going to curse. I'm never going to do... Like, I'm just... I'm going to dunk it with two hands I'm only. A, I'm a I very don't. nice human. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm watching that. Like, those are the games they show on the local on the local TV. And then I see the Pacers play and I see Reggie and he's shoving people and he's, like, yelling at the referee and he's talking and you could see him talking to the other players. You're watching him do that. He's shooting threes. I could never... I, I would never in my life be able to dunk, but I could shoot a three... I could just stand back there and fucking chuck it up there. He's doing all of these things that I thought were really, really cool. And I just immediately fell in You're love. You're like, that's my guy. That was my guy. I wanted to know everything about him from that point going forward. So I spent like the next couple of years learning all this stuff. Reg there are like four NBA players who I know their middle name. Reggie's was Reginald Wayne Miller. He's <laughs> I, I know Wayne his Miller. I, I needed to know his I needed to know everything about him. I wanted to learn his origin story. He's got this great origin story about how he had to wear leg braces as a kid. He's from a military family. So like at home, it's yes, sir, no, sir, everything. There's no like you're not talking back to your parents at all. You're not yeah. raising your voice. But then you get out on the basketball court and you can fucking turn loose. He grows up in a house with the greatest women's basketball player of all time who's just picking on him for fucking a decade or whatever, two decades. He's got this great, great story. He gets drafted and they boo him. And you're like, dang, this guy is really like, he really had to go through it. And I don't know how you can not, for me, I, I, there was no way for me to not fall in love with this guy. Well, you also had the three-point shooting thing. Up until when he really started to become synonymous with it, it was all specialists. It was like Del Curry and yeah. Ricky Pierce and... It was never anybody who was actually good who was like, this is a huge part of my game, mm -hmm. this three-point shot. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like he bridged the gap between the era he was in and then eventually what we're starting to see now. Yeah. It, that was the first time I'd ever watched a basketball player weaponize something that wasn't like specifically like basketball Like defenses related. were planning yeah. for like, oh, they're going to set three picks for him. He's going to run around and try mm -hmm. to get an open 25-footer. We've got to watch out for that. Yeah, I yeah, hadn't yeah. seen that before. He was, and, and again, this is like, Every time I talk about Reggie, I just get so filled with nostalgia. This was, if I could set the table for you, again, this is middle school. This yeah. is sixth grade. After I finished fifth grade, my parents shift me off. They're like, okay, you don't live here anymore. You're going to go live with your grandma on the other side of town. Yeah. Just me and my grandma uh, living at the house. You know, this is like a little poor area of San Antonio on the south side of San Antonio. Just me and her in this little tiny house. And it's like... All right, I don't have any friends because there's a new side of town. Normally, you go from fifth to sixth grade and you go with your friends and they're like, all right, we're doing this together. I show up in this new place. There's nothing. I don't know anybody. Um, but there's a group of kids in the neighborhood across the street from me. There's a guy named Mike Pedraza. He's like a couple years older. Two houses up, there's a guy named Mike Lugo. It's Big Mike and Little Mike. That's what everybody called him. Next to them was this boy named Barry Tuttle. 
the one white kid in the neighborhood. We've got the Mata boys upstairs, I mean, up the block, Ryan, Randy, Rudy, and Neil, and Miguel behind me. And that was like our group, and they all, Barry's dad put a basketball court out there, one of those ones where you like fucking dig and, yeah. and, and you like plant it in the ground, and we just all started playing, and that's how we, we sort of came to fall in love with basketball, and then you see Reggie, and it's like, holy shit. He's the first basketball player whose jersey I asked for. My mom bought me like a tiny kid's version, I didn't even care. I was wearing it every chance that I could. <laughs> the words were little. The name on the back was little. The fucking number was as big as my fist. It was awful. And I wanted to wear it every day. He didn't have like official shoes, like an official Reggie shoe, but he had shoes that he wore often enough that I asked for those specific shoes. They had a, they ran like a big story on him in Slam Magazine. And I saw it at, there's like a corner store by my house and I just stole it. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm just going to, I don't have $5 to pay for this magazine or whatever it was, but I'm going to steal it. I apologize to them. I watched the movie Forget Paris with Billy Crystal because Reggie Miller was in the trailer. There's Because he Billy plays a— Wasn't he an Eddie, too? Uh, I Were the Pacers an Eddie? I don't think he was an Eddie. He wasn't? No, 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 no. But he was definitely Forget in Forget Paris. And Forget Paris. Would you rather have been Eddie or in Eddie or I like Forget, Forget Paris. Paris. Billy Crystal. I like that. He's, he's a charming guy. I took my sons to see Uncle Drew because Reggie Miller was in it. Like, I'm going to go watch a two-hour basketball movie, an hour-and-a-half basketball movie about guys who dress up in old— Old man makeup. And, that, and then to cap all this off, you're going to fight me at the end of this podcast. I'm going to fight you at the end of this. Well, here, here's the other thing with Reggie. And this is where I've really come around in the last 10 years. The ahead of the time thing. It's really hard to look at his career now and not wonder what he's like if he's at his peak the whole time, the way we play basketball now. Forget about it. Because I, I really think he would have taken 12 or 13 free throws a game. And I had something... Um, it's a category we do for these player things. Too early, too late, or just right. Better when the birthday. guy came in the league, he's 20 years too early. Yeah. Shortened three-point line in 1995. Remember that when they mm -hmm. did that? that was how, a how, do you remember how many feet it was? Uh, they moved it in like a foot or two feet. Two feet. It was yeah. 22 feet. Yeah. And you watch, like especially you watch the 95 Orlando Indiana game four, which was an awesome game. It has four buzzer beaters in the last 14 seconds. Penny Hardaway makes a buzzer beater three and it's a jump shot. Mm -hmm. It's like, a, it's, it's like a 20, <laughs> it seems like a 20 footer and it's right. like, whoa, Penny for three. It's like, what just happened? Um, but so he, everyone's taking more threes that year in the 95 playoffs. Reggie goes 25.5 points a game, 48, 42, 86 percentage percentages, seven and a half threes a game. Mm -hmm. 7.1 free throws a game. Mm -hmm. This is basically the Daryl Morey, James Harden model, but like the primitive early version of it. It's only happening because they have a smaller three-point line. But so I'm like, I wonder what the seven and seven playoff club is. Now we're going true nerd corner. More than, more than seven threes, more than seven free throws, have to play at least 12 playoff games in one season. Okay. Who's in Did that? Did you just make this up? I made it up. Okay. But I thought it's like 12, I like 12 playoff games as the cutoff because I think anybody can get hot or whatever for five, but 12 playoff games means you played at least two rounds right? and you were doing it for, I don't know, a month, mm -hmm. right? So Reggie was the first guy who ever did this. And then Harden did it in 18. Steph Curry did it in 19. Lillard did it in 19. Isaiah Thomas did it in 17. Um, seven and seven club. So it didn't happen again for over 20 years. Now, it only happened because of that stupid three-point line. Mm -hmm. The point is, I think his stats would have looked like that. Like Harden in 2018, 
eight free throws a game, 10 threes a game. That's probably what Reggie would have done. Yeah. Right? At he least. might have even had done 12 threes a game. Right. So if he's at 12 threes a game instead of five or six, that's an extra six points a game. And now he's 27 a game. Now he's like 30 a game in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're saying superstar things right now. I am. We're gonna, I, so We're going to keep going until you retract all of the stuff you said at the well, beginning of the podcast. But but at the end of the beginning of that podcast, <laughs> that essay. I only I care about like, the beginning of the beginning of the podcast <laughs> when you're saying all of the things that were hurting my feelings. This NBA season, Mountain Dew is all about the threes, the shot that's changing the game. How ironic that Mountain Dew is involved in this particular podcast with Reggie Miller, one of the pioneers of the three-point line. I don't remember what my favorite Reggie Miller three was off the top of my head, but if I had to pick one, that one he made in the Nets game in 2002, which seemed like it was from 30 feet and he banked it in, but it was one of those that I couldn't believe they even let him take it because it was Reggie Miller. Even though in the advanced stage of his career, you never left that guy open ever. Um, That was a great one. I love the one against the Bulls in game four in 1998. And of course, um, the eight points in about 10 seconds against the Knicks. But that, that, uh, the whirl around three was another great one, but he's had a lot of good ones. That's brought to you by Mountain Dew, the official beverage of the NBA. Do the do. My point was, I think if he's now, he's unquestionably a superstar. And I think he's like a top 10 asset. It was almost like we didn't know what the asset was in the mid nineties. I was like, oh, look at this thing. Wow, this is weird. Oh, he made some threes. Like that next game against Spike Lee, which is the 25 points in the in the quarter. Crazy. He only made six threes that game. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like he made 28. Oh, yeah. He, sh- well, he, shoot- he shot 11 or something like that. Yeah, he was that, like right? six for 11. Right. But it seemed like he was like 20 for 29. nobody had ever done right. anything like that before. It's like, before. oh, he made six. One of them, the best one, which I think is my favorite Reggie moment other than the crazy net stunk when he was getting old. Uh-huh. Um, one of them's like a 30-footer. I and love it's that like one. Hand I in the love face, that one. And it's something Clay Thompson has done 20 times. And every time he does it, it's amazing. And Reggie did it 25 years ahead of him. That's the exact shot that Clay Thompson did in game six okay, against see. the Thunder right. with Russell Westbrook guarding him. Reggie did it first. Even the guy who's calling the game is like, he says, I'm like, look at that. Like, he's so surprised right. that somebody shot it from that far. And fucking, he just... It's like he could have shot it from, with his dick. Splashed. And it would have been like as realistic. <laughs> he uh, just splashes it in there. Let's do a category. Five things you need to know okay. about Reggie. Okay. Um, Here's one. Made six Eastern Conference Finals. Came legitimately close to a title four times. We mentioned uh, his best playoff run in 95. They lost a game seven to make the finals. You could argue they could have potentially beaten Houston. The 95 Houston team was beatable. Orlando, Nick Anderson misses the free throws, and they just crater. Uh, 98 Bulls, they take them to seven. Mm -hmm. They push them further, I thought, than Jordan ever got pushed in the six title seasons. Game seven, 98 is one of my favorite basketball games, non-Celtics. It's really the Bulls are just dead. Their legs are gone. Pippen's hurt. Rodman's fucking drinking every night <laughs> during <laughs> off games. And they're down, and it looks like they're going to lose, and the Bulls just reach as deep as they possibly can, and they barely win that game. I love that game. 2000 playoffs, averaged 24 a game over 22 games. They lost to the Lakers in six. I've talked to Jalen Rose about this series probably 20 hours in my life because it's he, his whole thing is nobody realizes we almost won that series. Yeah. They win game four. 
Um, the Lakers win game four in OT. Mm-hmm. It would have been 2-2. Pacers won game five. Game six, they're hitting the Lakers with a sledgehammer that whole game. It, yeah. And then the call switch in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter, and it becomes super dicey. That, was so, that was so frustrating to watch happen. I could, um, that, that was one of the reasons I hate Kobe. It's because he won them that, that title that year. So that was just a really... I just like that Pacers team, veteran team, had 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 some losses, has had some tough breaks, had the Davis brothers, all that stuff. Um, 2004, they win 61 games. They lose to the Pistons in a six-game rock fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Pistons go on to beat the Lakers. I think either of those teams would have beaten the Lakers. Detroit shot 37% for the series. Indiana shot 34%. <laughs> that was the series that caused the league to say, We've got to fix this. Yeah. And that's when they got rid of the handshake rules, all that stuff. All right, so that's number one. Number two, I'm interested for your defense in this. Nine of Reggie's contemporaries at shooting guard made first or second team All-NBA, and he did not. Here are the nine. Jordan, Drexler, Dumars, Sprewell, Richmond, Kobe, T-Mac, Iverson, Ray Allen. He only made it three times. On the 96 Dream Team, Mitch Richmond started over. Yeah, see, I don't understand what was happening. What was going on? All right, so you're saying he's unfairly maligned. Yes, absolutely. Okay. He's fucking Reggie Miller. He, You can only talk so much about Reggie Miller with with numbers. At some point, you have to, like, at some point, you have to acknowledge that there's magic in him. I, I knew that was going to be your case. In him. It's the same as when you talk about Manu Ginobili, and you're like, this guy is clearly incredible. He's clearly a Hall of Fame player. And then you look at his numbers, and you're like, wait a minute. He's only... If, was only scoring X amount of points per game. He only had X amount of re- like. It's less about that. It's more about the other thing. What other players have done what Reggie can do in the way that he's done them? Like, that's his whole thing. He's got magic about him, and we should discuss that. This is not an advanced metric case. Right? This is this is an advanced advanced <laughs> advanced metric. magic case. We're we're past regular. <laughs> it's really analytics. super advanced. Uh, third thing. So Reggie is the reason I created the word cooler for free, th- for free throw shooters. A little roadhouse shout out. Uh, shout out. If Indiana was protecting a lead in the final minute. Give it to Reggie. They're up three. Indiana's up three, 20 seconds left. Game's over. Mm-hmm. It's He's Myron Rivera at that point. Mm-hmm. He's coming in with a three-run lead. The game's over. Just go to your car now. Yeah. Um, he was, there's been other guys like that. I think Bird was like that. There were some other great guys, but um, was really part of his game. It's like, if we can get this lead, get the ball to Reggie, there's a game, the 2000 game five, which back when it was a five game series, Bucks, Pacers, Mm -hmm. a really good game. Reggie is 41 against the Bucks. The Bucks, they're down two. Irvin Johnson misses the first free throw, Mm -hmm. makes the second. They're down one. The Pacers inbound the ball to Reggie with seven seconds left. Now, George Carl's a terrible coach, so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> they throw it to Reggie Miller. There's seven seconds left, six seconds left, five seconds left, and the Bucks don't want to foul him. Yeah. And they're just standing next to him, mm-hmm. like, doing this. Four seconds left. Finally, he throws it to somebody else. Then they foul somebody with two seconds left. They were literally willing to let their season just tick away over fouling Reggie Miller. I've never seen anything like that in my life. And that's the part... The, of Reggie, that's so hard to like put on a spreadsheet because how do you write that down? How do you write that down if you didn't watch it happen? Right. Where's the column on Basketball Reference that like, they were so afraid of this guy that they refused to foul him? <laughs> that, that they at all. inadvertently threw their season away. So that's so the fourth thing, 
the Knicks playoff games were were obviously the iconic Reggie games, but Game Five, two thousand two, we mentioned earlier against the Nets, he makes a twenty seven foot banker to save the series. This wasn't even like, oh man, oh he forced overtime. It was like. This was the deciding game five. They're down three with five seconds left. Kevin Ollie dribbles over midcourt. And I've never seen anything like it where they knew it was going to Reggie Miller. And he's just like, he throws it to him so far away from the basket. It's no longer even realistic for Reggie to make the shot. Ends up getting it off anyway, making it. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the second OT or the first OT, drives in traffic and dunks where dunks. I don't remember like five Reggie Miller dunks in my I, life. I thought, I thought my TV had messed up. When it happened. Yeah, I was it seemed wa- like Aaron Williams cuts across and it yeah. does almost all of a sudden Reggie's hanging from the rim and it's like, what just happened? It reminded me of when you when you watch the uh this is gonna sound silly at first, but it'll make sense eventually. It reminded me of when you watched Vince Carter in the dunk contest and he did the the arm in the dunk. Oh yeah, and you I mean, didn't know what, and yeah. you didn't know what happened until they showed it later. Like that's how I felt when when he dunked the ball. I was like, did he pass it? What happened? I don't understand. And then they show it again and it's just his his long sinewy arm stretched out over what seemed like 12 defenders and he just fucking drops it. He didn't even like thunder dunk it. He just put it in there and held on the rim and you're like, oh my fucking God. So the Nets win that game in Magic. double OT. Magic. Magic. Double OT. The Nets win. Nets going to make the finals. Yeah. Reggie has 31 and he had six threes. And it's kind of the lost great Reggie game because nobody gives a shit about the Nets. And that was a pretty good Nets team. They made the finals that year. Then the next year, they played your Spurs. Mm-hmm. 2-2 after four. Yeah. There was some... We were a little nervous. I did not agree with these pieces and made fun of them, but there was some <laughs> who's the best player in the league, Duncan or kid stuff. Yeah, that was ridiculous. It was the first of many like real true insults to the Tim Duncan legacy, mm-hmm. where it's like... And then he, he puts up a uh, almost Tim quadruple Duncan or double. Jason Kidd? What are you talking... Yeah, and then he's like... <laughs> in game six, he's like, oh, okay. Here's that's, here's that's, my 21, 20, 10, and 8. Yeah. I'm the best player. Yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the fifth thing I wanted to mention for uh, things you need to know about Reggie, and this steps on the slide indoors thing later, but we have the three of them, so we'll just do one of them here. Their test melee, I think they win the title that year. Yeah. Detroit goes to the finals that year, right? It's one of those finals where... San Antonio and Detroit, it's like, eh, San Antonio is just, like, Duncan's just banged up. He's he's done, he did the 04 Olympic team. He's been playing 100 game seasons for four straight years. Remember, he's playing on one leg, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Detroit's like a year after they were great. Beatable, but nobody could kind of knock him out. And then the Spurs and Pistons meet in the finals, and they're just clubbing each other over the head for seven games. I thought that was Indiana's year. They were favored at one point. They beat Detroit in the game that the Artest Melee happened. And then the Artest Melee happens, and that was it. But there's a real chance that in his farewell season, because he had announced this is my last season, that they could have won the title for him. It could have been like a John Elway thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Ron Artest. So, anyway, that's part of my Ron Artest should never be discussed for the Hall of Fame case, which somehow (laughs) got traction. Uh, All right, next category. What's age the best? The three-point shooting. Wait, can I add something to the five things you need to know about Reggie? Yeah, give me one. This is this is only a, a thing that only I'm going to tell you and not anybody else. When he retired, you remember the the last game they played against Detroit, and they're losing. They're they're down by like seven, six or seven. Guy in the playoffs. Like, in the playoffs, guy shoots the first free throw. Uh, they call timeout. He comes out. This is in Indiana. Everybody's cheering for him, and the timeout is finished. And then Larry Brown 
calls a second timeout. And then the bench comes out. The, the Pistons players all come out on the floor. They're all clapping for him. Reggie's crying on the bench. Uh, the, the, they're showing, like, shots in the stadium. Of, women are crying. Men are crying. Children are crying. They're all chanting, Reggie. Right? This is the only time in my life I ever cried during a basketball game was watching that happen. Really? Like a genuine Not tear. when Ginobili fouled Dirk? Not when Ginobili. Like, that was, I was frustrated at that point. I've been frustrated a ton of times. But just, like, genuine in my heart love and compassion and like yeah. emotion I was standing in front of the TV just crying Laramie is like what is happening like, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I'm not sure I want to have kids with this like, guy this isn't even the finals why are you freaking out and it was like it was less about that he was losing and more about that that we were losing him he was going to be gone and it was such a ballsy Pacers team they get demolished by that melee even Jermaine O'Neal gets suspended for mm -hmm. a third of the season mm -hmm. And then they beat the Celtics, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're going toe to toe, depleted against this Pistons team. And uh, yeah, I really admired that team, except for the part where they went in the stands and punched people. <laughs> I didn't admire that part as much. I liked it. What's age the best? Well, don't throw stuff at players if you don't want to get fucking run up on. <laughs> it, don't, it don't seem like that hard of a thing to know. Well, don't, try to punch the guy who actually threw the beer. I mean, you know. How about that poor guy? 17,000 people. Should we do it our test melee podcast? We probably should. We should. Yeah, we probably should. Um, the three-point shooting, that's aged the best. Mm -hmm. The game winner against Jordan's Bulls, great series, and that was like the big Reggie moment to do that against Jordan, to take the push off with that was a Jordan staple and use yeah, it yeah. against him. Yeah. Really hard shot. He's doing a complete circle mm -hmm. and then has one of my favorite reactions to a game winner. They're like jumping he's, and spinning. Yeah, he's just kind of lost his mind. Ah! He's in shock. Yeah. He did it. Uh that was really exciting. And uh I love that series. Another what's age the best. I still think they have the brother-sister championship belt for basketball, right? Who 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 would even come close? Nobody. They might have that forever. I love the story of of Reggie being in high school and scoring like 40 points in a game and being really proud and excited about it. And then he comes and he, like, he tells he him, at 100? 105. <laughs> yeah. 105. But you're like, God damn. I didn't even I could have scored 50 more and you still scored more than. 15 points. She was so great that she really stopped playing about 35 years ago. And everybody still says she's either number one or number two all time. Mm -hmm. It's her, Tarasi. There's yeah. a Tarasi case, I think, for how long Tarasi's been right. playing in her 30s. Cheryl Miller was basically done after college. Mm -hmm. But um, you know somebody's great when you're still in the top two 35 years later. Right. And it's not even a question. So anyway, I think they're going to have their boat for the while for a while. Uh, the Spike Lee game has aged the best in this respect. Spike Lee's, it's 25 years later, he's still really famous and important. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of nostalgic and fun now to see him. To see him talk about it, hear him talk about it. Yeah, yeah hear him talk about it, how, how much mileage we've gotten out of it. We did a whole 30 for 30 about those two seasons that people love. That's one of my favorite 30 for 30s we've ever done. Um, his girlfriend or wife sitting next to him just mortified it was his wife, yeah it was his wife just yeah. by the end of it just like it would be like our <laughs> wives sitting next to us like what are you doing this is <laughs> this is being televised stop it the guy's yelling at you what are you doing i love to hear spike tell the story spike is like the nicest guy in the world when he's talking about this sort of thing he's just yeah so enthusiastic yeah, and he, he enjoys the whatever yeah and i i love the way that he allows himself to like be the second place finisher in that story when he's like there's yeah this, there's nothing I could He's do. Self -deprecating. He's self-deprecating. <laughs> I love it. I love Reggie it. hits that one three right in the corner and he makes it 
and it goes in and he does the 180 spin flip to stare at him. Quickly. That was the most impressive one. Quickly. It's like a gunslinger. Quickly. It, it took, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 points before, if you're watching it on TV, before you realized what was happening, before the commentator started saying, oh, he's saying something to Spike. Him and Spike are going at it. And then by the end, when he hits that long one, now you're looking for it to happen. Now every time he shoots it and it goes in, you're looking for him to stare down Spike or do the choking sign or yell at him. Like it was just, so it's beautiful. Unanswerable question, but if that happens in 2019, what happens in social media? Oh, that's a, that's a top we have three to moment. Like, we have to like fold social media? It, it, yeah, you can, it's going to burn down. It would burn down. Do you People that- lost their mind when Drake touched Nick Nurse during the finals. Like to watch two people like yell at each other during a game because Spike wasn't backing down either. Spike is doing his whole, he's got his arms out. He's standing up in his seat. He's letting them have it too. So much fun. I think the number one basketball Twitter moment of all time is Durant getting hurt the second time in the finals. Why? Because that was just so, so shocking and unbelievable. Uh-huh. It just felt like everybody kind of just went there. Right. To be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. What just happened? Oh, I, I, see, would say, I see what you're saying. I would like, say let me Kyrie's, get on Twitter and see what's going on. It just felt momentous. Mm-hmm. Just for something that would act. We always said like the art test melee would be the number one Twitter moment of all time. But I think this is different because it was the finals. Mm-hmm. You have the maximum amount of people watching a game. Mm-hmm. And then something clearly momentous happens. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hard to top. The Spike Lee stuff's really fun. It, uh, this was the last great era for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. This basically this 92, that first MJ battle and all that stuff. Basically, the whole 90s were really good for them, ending with the LJ shot, and then it flips. The Knicks are a great team. Uh, one of the teams where it doesn't matter that they didn't win. And this is a thing that, that applies to Reggie as well. It doesn't matter that he didn't win a championship. If, if you give Reggie a title, two titles, three titles, it's not going to affect his legacy at all. He's still, it, it doesn't matter. He's still the guy who, who, yeah, it mattered that they resonate. I agree. Yeah. Um, four now underrated Reggie playoff series. I mentioned the 91 Celtics series. That game five was on NBA TV a million times. That was all, that was all of the things that aged the best. You know, no, I'm still going. Oh, okay. 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 Um, just these four playoff series, I think I've aged really well. I think that one mm-hmm. and the fact that person and Reggie took 53s in that series combined. Uh, the 95 Orlando series mm-hmm. is the best series of that decade that nobody ever talks about. Right. There's never been a conversation about that series. The game four, there were four game winners in 13 seconds. Brian Shaw makes a three. Reggie comes back down, makes a three. Mm-hmm. Penny makes a three that feels like it's 18 feet. And then under two seconds left, inbound to Smiths. He does the turn around, spin up yes, and under on yes, Shaq. on Shaq. Makes it. Like, don't bite on the pump fake. Yeah. Fucking... The problem it. with that series is the game seven was a dud. Orlando just kills him in game seven. But the whole, the first five games of that series are great. If And it's like classic Penny Hardaway, peak of his powers. The For me, the problem with this series is that Orlando lost in the finals. That they choked. If they win, then that becomes a, an historic series. It's like when, when the Mavericks lost in 06 to the Heat. That was the same year that they played San Antonio in that seven-game series. And that became the classic series, yeah. And, and if they would have won... That would have been like a more, thank God they didn't. Thank God for Dwayne Wade. Hey, 2020 is in full swing. We have NFL Conference Championship Sunday coming up, and the NBA is really kicking into gear as we head toward the All Star break. If you're as excited as I am about one of the more fun sports months of gambling of the year, you want to make sure 
You enjoy all the action at FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one online sportsbook for a reason. They've got all the bets you can want. Great, easy-to-use app. New promotions every day. Once you win, they get your cash fast. By the way, they're giving new users their first bet risk-free. Place any bet within seven days of signing up. FanDuel Sportsbook will refund you up to 500 bucks in site credit if you don't win. So here's one. We have the Celtics versus the Bucks coming up. I like the way the Celtics play this Bucks team. I don't think they're afraid of them. They know how to build the wall around Giannis. And even though we don't officially have a line yet for that, I would recommend the Celtics, especially if they're getting points, because I think they know how to play that Milwaukee team. Anyway, when was the last time your bookie gave a do-over? I bet I bet it's never happened. And claim your first risk-free bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app from the iOS app store or visit FanDuel.com slash Android. Be sure to use promo code BS book. So they know we sent you promo code BS book for your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. 21 plus present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, or Indiana is a must. Site credit, non-withdrawable expires 14 days after receipt. Terms and restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 2000 Milwaukee, Goes in five. Reggie is 41. Probably his best deciding game performance. I watched the last couple of minutes of this. It's on YouTube. It's really good. I really like that Bucks team. Yeah. Ray Allen, big dog. Tim Thomas, back before he became just somebody, he became a thief, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks are up one. Like 35 seconds left. Pacers, somebody misses, rebound, goes off. I think if they review it, I actually think it's Bucks ball, Pacers ball. Go around. They're trying to get it to Reggie. They can't find it. Goes to Jalen. Slices in. Goes to Travis Best in the corner. And Travis Best buries a I corner miss three. I Travis Best. I miss Travis Best. So he Best. makes this corner three. They're up two. Bucks go in. They miss. Irvin Johnson rebound. Fouled. Misses the first. Makes the second. And then they freeze and forget to foul mm-hmm. Reggie. And they end up losing. But... That game is really good. Like that, that is definitely like a lost classic. And then we mentioned the uh, 0-2 New Jersey game. What else is age the best for you? Anything? I've got well, the the eight points and nine seconds, obviously, is like that's legend banking right there. That's what that that's gotta be first place on the list. You're not gonna like my, I have that coming oh up. You're God. not gonna like my thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I here's a, here's one that's aged the best for me. And this is like a very specific thing that I didn't even notice until I had rewatched the clips on YouTube. It's 1998, that Knicks series that you love so much. He has 38 against the Knicks in game four. And he hits the three to send the game into overtime. Right? He is, they miss the first shot. The ball gets battered around. Uh, it gets knocked out. Uh, I think it goes to like a— You're talking about the Bulls series? Uh, Bulls series or Knicks? 98? This is against the Knicks. Okay. Yeah, 98. Yeah. 98. This is against the Knicks, game four. Um, the ball gets swung around, and Reggie ends up wide open. Wide open, just— there's nobody within seven feet of him. They show it. They show it from like the opposite end of the court. So you're looking at Reggie's back as he goes up to shoot. And right past Reggie and like that first group of stands, you see this woman who's like cheering because they missed the first shot. They're showing this in slow motion. She's like, yes, yes. The ball gets batted around. She sees it go to Reggie. And when she looks at Reggie and sees that it's him, you can see her very clearly. She just goes, no, oh, it's like, like the, the action movie. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just slow motion. He comes up with that beautiful shot, and she's watching it and it splashes in. I love that clip. I love that so so no. much. If you can it's basketball in, and action movies, if you can inspire that kind of fear in somebody True. before you even let the ball go, like 
Good point. Steph is the same sort of way. As soon as he gets the ball, you're like, fuck. Because you, you, it's going to go in. It's That's going why in he, mi- he missed that three in game six in the finals. Mm-hmm. They got him a good shot. Again, just the one that just happened when Toronto won. Yeah. Couldn't believe it didn't go in. No, everybody Shocking. thought it was going in. How, what? As soon as he gets a, a little bit of space yeah. to get it off, like, this is going in. This is That's why Bird's in. my guy. Bird had the greatest one of all time of those. Which one? Game four, junior skyhook game. Oh, yeah, yeah. In and the then corner. Bird, I went in to that corner. game. Oh. I wrote about it in my book. Rattles out. He pushes off, gets open in the corner, and I was like dead on, on a line with it. I still don't know how it didn't go in. It missed, it missed by like, he had, and you were and at that game? I was at that game. Sitting in a seat with Not a only was I view. at that game, they all walk by the tunnel and you see me with like this deer in the headlights look because we were in there. Yeah. Um, anything else age the best before we before I make you mad again? Um, his haircut. I like his haircuts. He's good at okay. haircuts. The flat top. What's age the worst? Uh, the Pacers uniforms in the mid nineties. Some rough looks. No. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Which I knew one? that was gonna make you mad. Wait. Which one are you talking about? Just all of them. Not all Bad of them. Uni- you can just them. discard Terrible. all of them. All of them. They were all. They were all awful. The dark blue. With the stripes, yes. with the, it's, a, it's a bad era the for gold uniforms. and white. No, absolutely. The not. Cavs uniforms, absolutely the Jazz not. uniforms. We're I can't just speak nostalgic. to those ones, but for See, Pacers, it's a that's not going to make you as mad as this. I think the eight points in nine seconds game oh is the worst. Okay, here's my case. All right, I'm going to leave. 22, 22 foot three point line. Uh-huh. It's basically like he's he's junior high school three point line for the two threes. Um. You know, that rule in general, when they shortened it, I said that it was probably the most memorable, we didn't think this through panic rule that they've leagues ever made other than the one where after the Artest melee, they made the you can't leave the bench rule. Yeah. <laughs> or after Miami where that then didn't account for Amar Stoudemire being upset that Steve Nash just got whipped into the scorer's table and took two we should steps talk, toward We should it. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about, no, but, no, we should talk about he didn't get whipped into, he acted. He was clearly. Oh, Robert Horry, he's assaulted him. He should be. Robert Horry should still be in him. jail. Look, watch the clip. He should be in jail. Watch the clip. Robert Horry bumps him. Nash <laughs> bumps him. N- yeah, he bumps him with his like with his hip, not even like a full body, just a little boom. Steve Nash running by, boom, knocks him. Nash, to his credit, very smartly dives into the fucking. Oh, he's Canadian. Dives into the side, and then besides that, besides that, he hits it, and then he throws both of his arms back and falls. And of course, not like you think he oh, got when killed. When you get assaulted, that's what happens. Oh my God. So that three-point line was terrible. The push-off for the sec- for this before the second three, mm-hmm. when he shoves the guy and then he puts barely his touches up. him. He barely touches him. And then the Knicks him. just throw it right to him. Yeah. What are the Knicks doing? What, that, that was the one where, um, what was it? Derek Harper was supposed to be the guy who like inbounds the ball for them. And he was out of the game. Yeah. So Anthony Mason ends up with it, who apparently was their worst inbounder. And then the other thing, to me, it's like, all right, he scored eight points in nine seconds. The last two were free throws. <laughs> Unfathomable. What? <laughs> to me, that's almost, it should be remembered more as an unbelievable choke job by the Knicks because they leave Reggie wide open for the first three. Here's an idea. Guard Reggie Miller, the best three-point shooter in the league for, mm-hmm. who can make it from 22 feet. They throw the ball right to him for the second three. Like, here, you should shoot another one. Um, Starks gets fouled. Now it's a tie game. It went from 105-99 to a tie game. Timeout. Knicks have the ball. Starks gets fouled. Misses both free throws. Big time. Ewing gets the rebound for the second one. Has a 10-foot shot. Misses it. Off the back. Reggie Miller, who couldn't rebound to save his life, somehow gets the rebound. 
And they fucking foul Reggie Miller. Yes. He, the Pacers go up two. Timeout. What's our play? Here, let's run this one. Let's run Greg let's Anthony. Greg Anthony. A left-hander dribbling to his right and then just falling down. <laughs> and the ball roll out of bounds came over. It's unbelievable. It was a big... I remember that more as the Knicks choke. And then a, they choked in game seven, too. It was a big choke. But listen, all of the things you're saying, all of your criticisms... And I'm I'm gonna say this as nice as nicely as possible. They're stupid. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid. You can't get mad that Reggie pushed a New York Nick. Oh, it's smart. When they're out there fucking clubbing people no, in the chest with a sledgehammer. Um to, he, he caught the ball in it, like anybody else that catch that ball, they go to the rim immediately. True or false. Two of his most three famous threes he pushed off. True. Okay. The, um, the Jordan one in the second. This is, I'm just throwing this in what's age the worst. MJ once, when they were really going at it, MJ insulted him by saying that Miller's hands-on defense made him feel like playing, or made playing him feel like, quote, a chicken fighting with a woman. (laughs) And everybody got mad. Uh And this was like the way pre-woke era. It's not like people were defensive in the the Uh mid-90s. And people were like, wait, you can't say that, MJ. And he had to, I think, apologize. Um, 96 Dream Team, the starters were Shaq, Barkley, Pippen, Penny, Mitch Richmond. That age the worst. Reggie has to be starting on that. Team. I think that's age the worst for Reggie. Uh, you can't deny this. He invented the I'm going to kick my legs out to try to get a call move. Yes. That's terrible. That's smart. That's led to a lot of dumb that's shit. That's smart. That's led to a lot of terrible things over the past no. 25 years. This is, this is I'm going to outsmart you. I'm going to do everything I can. If me and you get into a fight, you're like, what, six inches taller than me? Me and you start fighting right now. I'm going to pick up that white thing behind you and I'm going to fucking bash you in the head with it. That's going to happen at the end of the podcast. (laughs) You have to do what you have to do to like get whatever advantage you can. Don't like, are we also going to get mad at him that he was saying, saying mean things? Um, Nerd corner. Do you know what the 47, 37, 87 club is? (laughs) (laughs) Who, who on planet earth besides you knows that? You just made it up, right? I made now. it up. I literally made yeah, it yeah. up. It's a club that I made up. Okay. Eight guys, 700 game minute minimum, 47% field goal, 37% three point, 87% free throw. So okay. it's almost 50 40 90 because there's no career 50 40 90 guys. No. So this is the closest we can get 47, 37, 87. Larry Bird, Jeff Hornacek, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, Mark Price, Dirk Nowitzki, Reggie Miller. And one party crasher, Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon can shoot that ball. Those are the only eight guys ever, 47, 37, 87. That's pretty good, right. 700 games. Um, next category, was he a one of one? In other words, yes. is this an original prototype? Like Charles Barkley, one of one. We're never seeing another Charles Barkley. Right. It's never happening. Right. Manupo, one of one. One of one. He's never happening again. I love it. I love this category. Yeah. Um, Reggie Miller's a one of one. I would say no. Who? Uh, who? I think we'll see more Reggie Millers because I think we're going to see a lot of three-point shooters. Well, I mean, maybe eventually, sure. Yeah. But the NBA is no, around. That's what I mean, eventually. Oh. I say we never see another Barkley. I say we Z- never Zion. see another Manupo. We just drafted the new Barkley. No, he's, no. Why not? No, he's like a, he's like Barkley crossed with like Carl Malone. Okay. I'm saying one of one original. Original prototype. I think, yeah, I think, well, I think one of one. Will we ever see another Manu? We, no. You never see another Manu. You never see another. I said we never see, we never see another Hakeem. That's true. 
a Nigerian soccer player who just when he's age fifteen is like super specific. Yeah, he's okay. like, well, yeah. Then we'll never see another Reggie. We'll never, see, we'll never see another another <laughs> guy, guy from who's, Los Angeles yeah, <laughs> whose sister is the greatest, greatest basketball player of all time. No, Reggie's a one of one. You, I say no. It's because, a tough one, but I say no. No, because I think we, I think we could see him again. Be, I don't think we can see him again because basketball is so much different than it was back then. You mentioned before how the whole team was set up. Let's just let Reggie run twelve miles a game, and we're going to set a bunch of picks for him and get him as many threes as we can. Like we're not going to we'll see it again. No, we, we won't see that. That's going to happen. And then you got to—he's got to happen. Be, he's got to be trash talking. Like, he's got to be—he's uh, got to be a trash talker. You're going to be at your mansion in Cabo with Vin Diesel, Reggie. And I'm going to be like, Shay, did you see we have another <laughs> Reggie Miller? Reggie's like, Reggie's a top four trash talker of all time. That could happen again. So if we're, if, we're, if we're building a one of one, you're gonna have to have a guy who's like not afraid of the moment. You're gonna have the guy who who's a, a top four trash talker. You're gonna have to have a guy who fucking who invents a thing. If you're saying Reggie invented the, the leg kicking out thing, like we need a new version of that. The, it's, this is too here's, many. Here's the problem with your theory, though. Check off. Every kid right now between the ages of eight and fifteen, including probably your sons are just jacking threes on a playground right now and not actually playing basketball. Mm -hmm. It's going to be this whole generation of Reggie Millers. Mm -mm. One of them will cross over. Mm -mm. All right, we disagree on that. Unintentional comedy wrinkle. The Cheryl chants were pretty funny there for a couple of years that that was like ways that crowds thought they could get under his skin by saying his sister's name. Right. Some bad heckling. Yeah. It's like- Not very creative. What, what do you think Reggie's like- well, I was playing pretty well, but then they started chanting my sister's name and it just threw me off. This is like, <laughs> this like is, what were we thinking? This is like if you're if you're acting in a movie and then the people on the side start chanting Denzel's name. Like, obviously, I'm not Denzel Washington. Yeah. This is the greatest of all time. Also, it's his sister. He loves his sister. Yeah. He's like, oh, There's man, no bad marks. got thrown off. Um, defining playoff moment, that one we don't even need to go into. I mean, he got his own 30 for 30 about two years in this <laughs> Literally got an hour-long 30 for hey, 30 about two series. name another non-superstar who has that. That was why that was one of my favorite 30 for 30s, mm -hmm. because when we told people we were doing that one, they were like... I was so excited. That's, like, that's the only one I Reggie bought. Reggie Miller? I bought that one. It's a great I one. I bought it. Dan Cloris, one of the best ones. Next category, market corrector or market corrected. Mm -hmm. I think Ray Allen eventually market corrected him. Reggie had this whole thing of like, I'm the three-point shooter. I'm the clutch guy. And then Rayon's like, watch this. I'm going to win the OA title and I'm going to make the greatest shot of all time. What does this category mean? It's a Wesley Morris term. It's okay. a market correction. Right. So Somebody comes and just replacing this person? Yeah, it's like... Give me an example. Give, Tom me a Hanks, give me a movie example. Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton. They're neck and neck for a while. And then Tom Hanks is like, I'm going to do Philadelphia and Sleepless in Seattle and... Mm. Uh, in all of these Oscar movies okay. and, and shoves Michael Keaton aside. Right. Ray Allen, it's like, it's him and Reggie Miller. They're going back and forth. He's a little younger, but then he actually wins the title and makes the biggest shot of all time. He makes the shot. If you had drafted anyone in the last 40 years, who's going to make the biggest three-point shot of all time? You would have said Reggie Miller. Yes. And it turned out to be Ray Allen. Right. So that would be the only thing for that. I, I would. I. I don't think this is a market. I knew, I knew you didn't like that. I. I, I didn't I expect so. you to like that category. I don't. Uh, you can't count these titles. He was the. He joined the super. It was like the first time we saw that. Who would you rather have if you could have a guy Reggie. for fifteen? Years? Well, I don't know what, what the rest. Of the I think I'd is, rather have Reggie. Biggest what if sliding door moments. I have two. The nineteen eighty seven draft. Mm -hmm. This. I'm just going to read you the names because you'll really enjoy this. Okay. This is this was the draft in '87. David Robinson, great. Armin Gilliam, second. Whoops. 
Dennis Hobson, third to the Nets. Reggie Williams, fourth to the Clippers. Scottie Pippen, fifth by Seattle, but then they trade him. Kenny Smith, the Jet, to Sacramento. Love Kenny. Kevin Johnson, Cleveland, gets Love. goes there one year, gets traded. Olden Polonies, Derek McKee. Now, Chicago has the eighth and tenth picks, but they don't need Reggie Miller because they have Michael Jordan. So they end up trading up. Olden Polonies goes eight. Derek McKee, nine to Seattle. Chicago, 10. They take Horace Grant right in front of Reggie Miller. Mm-hmm. Indiana's now at 11. We captured this in the 30 for 30. Everyone in Indiana wants Steve Alford. Mm-hmm. He won the title in 86 with Bobby Knight. Indiana hero. Indiana professional basketball at that point is a mess. The team might move. There's all this stuff. Steve Alford's going to save professional basketball. No, they take Reggie Miller. Smart play. Um, would, they, would, would they make that trade today? If you could go back and be like, actually, we'll take Steve. We'll take Steve Alford? I, don't, I, so. I honestly don't think they have basketball in Indiana at that point. I think the team moves. Because they wasn't really doing well anyway. Um I did some research on why he dropped out of the top 10 and it said there was an SI piece in 1991 and it said Miller didn't possess the most savory of reputations having been assailed for mess talking, ref baiting and hot dogging while in college. Most of it was overblown. Some of it wasn't. So he drops to 11. Now, if they took Steve Offord there, Washington's 12, they take Muggsy Bogues and then the Clippers are at 13. They take Joe Wolf from University of North Carolina. Joe Wolf. This was the era where just like 6'10 white guy. Any big white guy. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, we'll take him. And it was I like, have, oh, wait, he's <laughs> terrible. I can't believe it. I have a, a Joe Wolf basketball card, and it looks like on the card, like it's the first time he's ever touched a basketball. <laughs> right, he might have been. <laughs> well, my point is, I think the Clippers would have taken him 13th. Local kid. I don't think they had a two-guard. They were a 12-1 team the year before. And it's a, it's a weird like parallel universe playing it out where he's now a clipper mm-hmm. and maybe some stuff goes better for them or maybe he's just hightailing it out of there in four right. years. So um, that's one thing. Then the other sliding door thing, you're not going to like this. <laughs> that's too many times you've started. 1991 Sports Illustrated. Um, they have a whole section here. The second guiding light for Miller after Cheryl, his sister, is the Lakers' Magic Johnson who had admired the way Reggie played his slight rear end off in pickup games at UCLA mm-hmm. when they play the Lakers. They have this whole part about how he introduced him to Reggie's first wife. What's her name? Like Marita, Marika, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. Magic Johnson introduced them. And then it says, despite Johnson's influence, Miller spurned Magic's suggestion that he play out his option for the 92 season and join the Lakers that summer. Mm-hmm. Instead, Reggie signed a six-year, $17 million deal with the Pacers and bought his house northeast of the city. Quote, I want to do what guys like Magic and Larry have done, he says. I want everybody to know who the Pacers are. Mm-hmm. If we fast forward now to 2019, guess what's happening? He's out of there? He's fucking out. He's on the Lakers. Because that's what—that's the league we have now created that everybody seems to love so much. Mm-hmm. You love this version of Reggie Miller, 18 years, one city, fans crying in his last game, all that stuff. Right. I don't but think now, Reggie leaves today. I don't think I he think, leaves. Is it, I think everybody leaves. I don't think so. I think Duncan's like our last loyal guy. Manu. Manu was I'm saying I'm saying for superstars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also a superstar Manu. I can't believe you keep saying this. I'm so, so mad right now. I'm still so mad from the so, beginning. <laughs> so let's play this out. Let's say he listens to Magic. Magic Johnson, one of the f- most famous athletes in the world. He's mm-hmm. telling him, 
player option out. You can go to the Lakers. Yeah. So if he does that, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, so now Kobe doesn't happen. This this a whole bunch of I don't know if they have the cap space to get Shaq. Kobe doesn't happen. So it's this weird sliding doors thing where the whole league is probably different. If you what year that. is this? This is ninety two. Hey, or this is heading into the ninety one ninety two season. He's uh -huh. got a year left on his deal, and Magic's telling him, "Play it out. Sign with the Lakers next summer." Sign with the Lakers in ninety three. In ninety two. Oh, and sign with them in ninety two. Let's see the the roster. It's Eldon Campbell, Doug Christie, Dwayne Cooper, Vladi. James Edwards, A.C. Green, Anthony Piller, Sam Perkins, Byron Scott, Tony Smith. Yeah, it's well, they made the finals in 91. Yeah. But the thing is, when Magic was telling him this, Magic was still playing for the Lakers. The HIV thing hadn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. And they just made the finals, and he's like, we're going to have cap space in a year. Come play with me. Right. So that's the other piece of this. It wasn't like Magic was retired. It was like, yeah, you can play with me. We just made the finals. Mm -hmm. And Reggie Miller's like, I'm good. I'm going to keep this Indiana thing going. Yeah. So I thought that was, uh, I did not know that. Uh, next category, post-retirement, was he Barkley or Hondoed? This this basically means <laughs> when you retire, you either stay in the limelight or you don't. And if you stay in the limelight, it's because you're an announcer or because you're like Hakeem or it's like big man camp. We sent our dude to play with Hakeem. Yeah. Or you just disappear. Nobody thinks of you again, like Carl Malone. Mm -hmm. Reggie's been announcing this whole time. People are constantly talking about him. That's like you, Reg. Well, you know what it's like to make a big shot, yeah. Reg. It's kind of helped the myth, the myth. So I think he's definitely been Barkley. Absolutely. Overrated, underrated, properly rated. Next category. For like. Is this where we fight? It's got to be. Because you're going to say overrated. No. I 10 years ago, I would have said overrated. Now I think properly rated. So I've actually flipped. What's his, what's his rating right now? Well, so the, the pyramid ranking, I'm 71st. Okay. I have 75 Adrian Danley, 74 Alex English, 73 Carmelo Anthony, mm -hmm. 72 Jerry Lucas, 71 Reggie Miller, 70 Ray Allen. So I have Ray Allen one spot out of him. Yeah, he's underrated. Absolutely. When you are when you have the big conversation in 100 years about basketball, about like great basketball moments, about great basketball players, about players who just turned basketball into something special. Yeah. Ray, I mean, Ray Allen's name. Probably not going to come up. You might mention one shot. Eh. One shot you might mention. He should have been the 08 Finals MVP. One shot you might mention. That's it. Almost made the finals in 01. Oh, it's a lot of almost and should have. Last great guy in the Seattle Supersonics history. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, but, shots fired at Seattle. But, but Reggie Miller's name is coming up in every one of those conversations. Oh, you have to see this. I can't remember the last time somebody was like, oh, let's watch a Ray, a Ray Allen highlight on YouTube. I don't know that that happens, but everybody, every dad, every mom, like big basketball fan, at some point when they're raising their child is like, oh, you got to see what Reggie Miller did to the Knicks. You have to know this story. I have to tell you this story. Well, so the case for Re for Reggie being ahead of Ray Allen is really the 30 for 30. Yeah. It's like, I have my own 30 for 30. What do you have, Ray Allen? Ray Allen's like, well, I have exactly. the greatest shot of all time. Right. So maybe it's a tie. I, I still have Ray slightly ahead because I feel like the the best of the best with him was a little better than Reggie. Like mm -hmm. he was just statistically, he's just, he had two seasons that were better than any Reggie season by any calculation. I, I, I need my player to have magic. I need that. And I like there's, it. There's a, that's just what it is. I like when we disagree. Yeah. We agree on every action movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a blood sport <laughs> podcast later. <laughs> uh, any last words of Reggie Miller before we go? 
No, I just want Reggie to know he will forever be a basketball legend. And there's a strong population of people who absolutely love him for the rest of his life, for the rest of time. We love Reggie Miller. I just want him to know that the Pacers uniforms were terrible back then. Jesus Christ. We should CGI those things. (laughs) (laughs) Shea Serrano, thank you. Thank you. 